Jets podcast. I'm your host, CEO of Shiny Jets, Brett Perry. I hope you're flying shiny, and if not, you're definitely in the right place. So let's talk about flying shiny, okay? All right, guys, we're live. We are uh, talking about the biggest mistakes that aircraft detailers make anymore just for the intro all right how you guys doing so wanted to hop on and share some of the biggest mistakes i see with aircraft detailers um either a that come to my trainings or b other people's work that i see uh, when we get a new aircraft or just checking out some other guys work right no big deal so similar to the uh what is it the alex baldwin quote in uh glenn gary glenn ross is uh, he says coffee's for closers well coffee's for finishers right people who can finish aircraft surfaces properly so a lot of them can't even paint shops can't and um no offense to them i mean i can't do what they do i can't paint uh actually i can paint but not as good as them um there's just like a flat table or something or a boat, something like that. But when it gets all intricate and stuff, all that stuff those guys do is absolutely incredible. So I'm not going to compare myself to them. Um, but part of the problem is the general overall problem is most detailers just go through the motions. They've got polish, they've got a polisher, and then they just polish and they're done. They're not looking at the results and then they go, Look on, you know, they tell the customer, look at the invoice. It says polish, right? So actually on our invoices, we either have a gloss enhancement service or oxidation removal. So uh, those are the two. So that way I'm not on the hook. Um, and it's not a, um, you can't be on the hook for that, right? For gloss enhancement. This is all we got. These are the steps we did. This is your gloss enhancement. So uh, whether it's carpets, bright work, paint, leather, landing gear, de-ice boots, all of it, it really takes a lot to take that extra step to get the proper results that are going to last longer than everyone else's job, right? Um, so first, let's, st let's talk about paint. So paint. I've been, I've lost jobs because my quote was higher. They went with the cheaper guy, thought they were getting a deal, thought they were pulling the wool under me. <laughs> that was not the case. Uh, so I got underbid on a job and it had oxidation. So I knew I was going to have to use a rotary. I was going to have to come back with the DA and uh, remove all those holograms. And the other detailer, uh, basically just went through and used a polishing wax and it was all blotchy all over. It looked like the paint cleaned up a little bit, like it pulled some of the some of the staining out, but the gloss wasn't even that much more. And after two or three aggressive washes, it was going to be back to the same gloss that it was before, but without the stains. So those stains are going to come back because oxidized paint is going to suck in more contaminants than oxidation-free 
uh, paint. Um, oh, yeah, I forgot to address this. I've got a cut right here. For those of you listening on the podcast, I got a cut on the bridge of my nose. I was uh, out of town training, and I pulled my luggage out, and this little cover that's supposed to hide what's in the trunk of the car just whacked me right in the face. It was like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was brutal. Um, okay, so let's step to bright work. The most um, common thing I see is going is it's the same thing, just going through the motion motions. Like so, everyone most most aircraft detailers do a two step, being that they use a cutting metal polish and then a finishing metal polish. That's a two step, but sometimes that cutting polish you might have to do it two to three times. Um, I just worked on a Gulfstream 550 and I had to do the first step, the first cutting step on the bottom of the Gulfstream 550 all along the edge where the screws were six times to get it out. I just didn't want to step to F9. It's just so aggressive, so, so aggressive. So we're using uh, G6 on that. So. You could use F7 too, right? Uh, if you have to use Nuvite. If I do not have to use Nuvite, I'm definitely not using it. It's very expensive. And the application process for those cutting polishes that Nuvite has, I dislike. I highly dislike. But their finishing polish, Nuvite S is awesome. It has great, great gloss. So um, I wish they would just tweak it a little, right? Anyways. Um, so they're just doing a two-step. They're cutting once, and there's still oxidation in there. Then they go do their second pass to remove the holograms, and they're like, wow, it looks great. Looks good in the hanger, because uh, most of the time we're polishing the hanger. You can't polish aluminum when it's hot. It's just a real pain in the, pain in the butt, and you can only do small sections. Um, so that being, the, and the polish dries out real quick. So, um the uh, so you need to cut several times so that oxidation's out. You can use an inspection light. You can pull the aircraft out in the sun to check it. But before you go on to the next step, make sure that 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 the oxidation is gone on the right work. So uh, or before you move all the way down the wing, I can't tell you how many times I had a guy. You know, I came in late. Guys were working on a King Air. I come in. And I look at it. I'm like. Well, you guys, you guys got three quarters of done. Wow. Okay, you want to do it again because you didn't remove the oxidation. <laughs> so um, be mindful of that when you are, you know, going. Make sure you find the process before you move on. Right. So you have it or test a couple different methods. Obviously, um, carpets. We'll do carpets next, right? Biggest mistake I see with carpets is they either A, don't have enough pressure because their machine doesn't have enough pressure, um, and they're not using enough water, which is kind of the same thing. They're not using enough water to actually remove the contaminants from the carpet. Uh, number two, they're not pre-spraying, so those pre-sprays will break down all the contaminants in your carpet, so it releases from the carpet. So a lot of times they're not just pre-spraying, they're just throwing water in their extractor and 
probably just using, I don't know, Folex or whatever they bought at the local detail shop, a pre-spot pre spray enzyme. It's not really designed for wool carpets and then extracting it and where their stains were, where they sprayed the pre-spray, it'll be a little bit lighter, you know? It's like, oh, geez, come on, guys. So using the proper products, pre-spraying, extracting, and then even more important, I always hear, um, I wish we were just at a training, doing a private training for a corporation, and uh, they have Stanley Steamer come in, and they actually said... Uh, they're like, yeah, they come in, we have them do it, and the stains come back. <laughs> so, sure, like when that when it's done, carpets look good, but then all of a sudden, come back next morning, <laughs> the stain is back. So what that is what is happening is called wicking. So you have the top of the carpet and the stain will go down and the moisture will go down. And if you just let it dry naturally with no fan the uh, moisture keeps pulling up the stain to the surface because the moisture has to leave, right? And that's called wicking, and that's going to leave you stain. Your stains just come back, come back, come back, come back, come back, right? So it's terrible. It, it happens all I see it all the time. Um, so when you extract carpets, be sure to get that fan in there right away. And, um, and I, I actually will have, like, Two, I have two fans, so I'll leave, if we're doing a couple carpets that day, I will leave a fan, or the next day, I'll leave a fan in the aircraft. If I'm going to a different FBO, if I'm going to another airport, I leave the uh, fan there. I tell the line guys, hey, next time I'm here, I'll get you guys a burrito if you pull the carpet out and text me that it's out. I'm always nervous of leaving a fan in an aircraft overnight, so there's like a short, catch some fire, because... Who knows, right? So uh, I always pull, I always pull the fans out at night. Um, let's see, leather. A lot of times, people just don't clean deep enough, or they don't know all the nooks and crannies on an aircraft seat. You've got footrests that you could pull out in the bottom. There's leather all the way around the bottom sometimes, um, right above the carpet. It gets kicked. It gets scuff marks. Uh, so you want to get those out. The armrests, they slide up and down on each side, so you want to slide those up. The headrests, move that up, clean all that. Um, what else? The back pocket um, and on the back of the seat. Pull all the junk out and uh, clean it out and then condition it, put everything back in uh, in a more organized manner than they're usually <laughs> stuffed with, uh, what is it, life vests, bags, uh, emergency procedures for the emergency exit, uh, stuff like that. So put everything back in nice and organized. Um, let's see what else. The, uh, uh, the stitching, the stitching's left dirty. Um, seat belts are left dirty. You know, so clean the seat. Do it as a service as cleaning the seat, not cleaning, conditioning, the leather seats, call it cleaning the seat. That's what I like to do. So, um, let's see here. Landing gear, 
lot of times I'll just see streaks left over. Um, a lot of guys will just clean it with landing gear and not neutralize it. Um, and for those of you who are listening on the podcast, we're live. So I'll be hopping in answering a few questions. ASA detail. Yes, Nuvi is a good product. I just have problems with some of their products. That's all. Um, so landing gears, a lot of guys use a lot of corrosive chemicals. You go into detail shops and they'll tell you, oh yeah, it'll, it'll be fine on landing gear, but, uh, it's really not their, um, what is it? They could cause hydrogen embrittlement. Um, if the paint's chipping away and stuff, it, it, uh, will etch the aluminum underneath. There's all sorts of things, but, um, definitely cleaning up. Uh, let's say you have a main gear that has two wheels like on a King Air and you have the calipers on the inside uh, Just cleaning all those little areas that you can and then neutralizing it um, I don't like to spray 4,000 psi pressure washer water in there. We use 150 psi, so it's not as bad I mean, it's worse landing on a, a wet runway, right? Uh, but you're flushing out all that stuff. So I'm cleaning in there with brushes where I can reach with different types um, to get all that junk off the painted surfaces there so that it looks clean and it doesn't corrode, right? So you just want to get all that brake dust off. Um, as far as iron removers, I wouldn't use iron removers. I don't know enough about them and no one in the aviation industry does or has tested them. Uh, to what they're going to do to the parts of the braking system, the struts, and stuff like that. And it's not worth trying. Yeah, uh, Grunt824. Yeah, a lot of people um, steer away from cleaning landing gears with a pressure washer. I agree with that. Um, but sometimes uh, I've had customers that requested with the pressure washer because it's cheaper and is much faster, right? Um, and that's per their request. So next we did what else? De-ice boots, that's a good one. So um, not following through on, on de-ice boots. So stripping them. Stripping them is the number one uh, issue that I see. Or not, actually it's not the number one issue I see, but uh, it's very common when I'm training people when they're stripping the ice boots. They end up uh, not getting all the old sealant off. And when they, you recoat, it's going to look like junk. Um, they're also doing, what else are they doing? They are uh, not removing the, the sealant on the conductive cement because sloppy uh, detailers are coating the, the ice boot and the conductive cement. And a lot of aircraft, the conductive cement is not very smooth. Um, so there's little valleys and gaps that it's hard to get the, um, what is it? It's hard to get all the old sealant out. Um, next is uh, sl just slapping layer after layer after layer of de-ice boot sealant on, on uh, the de-ice boots. And then it starts cracking. And then I'm left having to strip it off sometimes. So uh, I usually see that on new aircraft. So they're like, oh, let's, you know, 
We've got a buyer coming today. Make the boots look shiny. What can you do? Oh, we don't have the time to strip it. We're just going to slap some co some of the sealant on there. Uh, we'll let the other people deal with it later. <laughs> so, yeah, those are uh, a lot of the issues I run into. Um, and they're just, they've been standard practices for years. Um, they've never held themselves up to the standards or even known that what I can do and how I restore and what many of you can do to restore aircraft, it's not, it's not known. Um, so that's why I just want to kind of bring it to your guys' attention and, and, uh, talk about it and just kind of get the word out there. So. Um, a lot of times I'm just losing, I'm losing bids on aircraft, um, either a, cause I can't get, I can't talk to the guy who makes the decision or, and the guy I talk to can't articulate what I exactly said, which I always try to break things down into easier layman's terms that anyone can understand what I talk about on the forums and groups that's not how I talk to my customers. Um, I make it easy for them to understand. I don't try and express all my knowledge to them or whatever. I just say either it's this, you know, we could do this or this. Here's the benefits. And it's just quick. So, anyways, well, those are the main things that I see uh, from detailers. Obviously, there's others, but those off the top of my head, after taking some notes, that's, that's mostly what I see. So if you guys haven't already, um, check out our website, check out our courses, check out our new ceramic coating. Lots of exciting things happening. Uh, we've got a training coming up next month in October, ceramic coating training. It's a two-day course. Uh, we cover your lodging for two days. You just need to get to the hotel. Here in San Diego, California, the weather is awesome, right, this time of year. And uh, we'll shuttle you back and forth to the airport. You will learn how to wash, decontaminate, polish, uh, oxidation removal, right, and paint, and then ceramic coat and aircraft. So those are the services we will be going over. It will be two days. Um, our ceramic coating was designed to use less than the other ceramic coatings um, through our proprietary process. Basically, I did a whole citation, a CJ1, no, a citation one and a CJ3 with one bottle, one 50 milliliter bottle. So imagine buying the other pro lines and having to go through five bottles. Um, I just had someone that wanted to purchase our ceramic coating that had to use nine, I think it was like nine or 10 bottles on a Gulfstream 650. It's like, oh, <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. That's a lot of bottles. So, anyways, check out everything that's going on on the website. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. And last things last, I give out a lot of information. Before you guys hit me with a question, um, make sure you subscribe to me on TikTok, YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, um, before you're going to ask me for something. Um, cause I give out this information for free. 
I don't make any money off this. I'm helping educate you, potentially your customers that are pilots that you deal with, potentially mechanics that watch my content. I'm helping educate them so that you don't have to if it reaches them, right? So you also should be sharing our info um, just so that people can actually, uh, that aren't detailers can learn what we go through, what it takes to um, actually restore the surfaces on an aircraft. Um, so it's a lot of work, but uh, somebody's got to do it, right? All right, well, hey, thank you guys so much for joining in, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast.